0: Recreational marijuana is now a thing in Montana, but it's not necessarily something that's done. There are still opponents of legalized marijuana who are using provisions within the new law 701 to encourage counties to opt out of retail sales. In this episode of the show, we talk with Safe Montana founder Steve Sabawa about the group's ongoing effort to roll back the tide of recreational pot in the state. He breaks down some of the recent figures and statistics on recreational marijuana from other states where it's been legal, talks about the legislative process of it becoming legal in Montana, and we even take a few listener calls throughout the discussion. It may have been approved by Montana voters nearly two years ago, but legalized marijuana and its potential consequences are still very much on their minds. So I hope you enjoy Tom's chat with Safe Montana's Steve Zabawa.
1: Steve Zabawa is with us here, spokesperson for... Now you've got a couple of things going on. You, you start, this is wrong for Montana right uh, but you were the founder of safe montana years ago you've been on this for
2: quite a while steven i appreciate you being here how are you doing tom thanks for having me back this yeah. is uh voices of montana is very special to my heart you know because it meets a lot of great people all across the state and uh it's, it's truly the voice and uh so thank you I for uh, having this uh great show on, on a regular basis I appreciate that we try to be open about a about
1: a lot of things here and, I, and i'm open about i-92 because um uh, I-190, I guess I should say, this <laughs> this uh, this uh, ballot measure that passed a couple of years ago. But I, we can't even refer to it as I-190 anymore because it's now 701, right? Uh, right, it's House the law Bill of 701
2: by yeah. uh, Mike Hopkins. And uh, the uh, Governor Gianforte and the team up there tried to put together, uh, call it the sideboards, onto a recreational marijuana. It was and, tough. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, there there's no such thing. Uh, you either let the cat out of the bag or you don't you know and right now the cat's out of the bag and uh, so here in Yellowstone County we have more uh, recreational marijuana shops and we have pharmacies or Starbucks or McDonald's and probably add them all together I think there's 70 of them now and uh, it's pretty crazy if you think about it and
1: how many of those and, and that's an interesting number I'm And I I, I need to get up to date on these things because uh, there's been a lot of movement on it. And uh, I'm not exactly clear on what county's doing what or what the the law allows. uh, But that's a significant statistic there. Um, How many of those were medical? Well, I think they all had to be medical marijuana shops, didn't they? They had
2: to be to switch over. That's correct. So the state and the community of pot growers, they threw on an extra 30 or 40 stores in the last six months of last year. uh, So they could become recreational outlets and have their gold mine. Right. And the the state tried to
1: prevent uh, that rush. Um, They kind of got in a little bit of a a mix up with some of the. And and this is why I think if we go look at Cascade County, they've had this in front of the county commission. If not, is it in the courts in Cascade County?
2: No, uh, in the city of Great Falls, the commissioners of the city just voted four to one to put it up on the ballot in November to head off a lawsuit that is pending in their city right now. So someone from the county wanted to be in the city, and according to House Bill 701, they could be, and uh, the city was trying through zoning and and turning down applications for safety and stuff. They were able to keep them out so far. But now uh, the city said, you know what? The permanent out is to opt out. So out of the 56 counties in the the state right now, 26 of them voted not to be in uh, recreational marijuana November of 2020, okay? and then house bill 701 that happened in may of 2021 gave the these other counties that are in it the 26 the opportunity to opt out okay and the 26 that are in it the opportunity to opt in okay so it's kind of goes both ways so i think dawson county opted to go in here mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and then yellowstone county the city of billings opted to get out underneath the house bill 701 and instead of going 45 to 55% voting against uh recreational marijuana in November of 2020 and November, 2021 without the candy coating it, it went the reverse 55, 45. So Billings has, uh, you cannot have dispensaries in the city of Billings now, which is awesome for safe Montana was behind that. And, uh, in the end, I appreciate, uh, Bill Cole, the, uh, the mayor here stood up and, uh, you know, was heard well. He said, I think the people need to re-vote on it now that there's all new legislation in place, new rules to the whole deal. That's why you re-vote on it. And, and, and make sure that the city of Billings really wanted to uh, have pot shops on the corners in Billings. So now Yellowstone County commissioners, shortly thereafter, after they saw what happened in Billings, they voted three to nothing to put it on the ballot in June 7th, coming up here, which is very interesting. Granite County, there's uh, people up there. Safe Montana chapter there. They actually went out and collected their signatures, and it's on the June seventh ballot there to vote yes or no. Do you want pot shops?
1: Granite County, uh, Phillipsburg. Uh, Phillipsburg, that it, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. To let people know,
2: and then uh, and now it's going to be up on the ballot in for Great Falls, and the, the people in Flathead County now are uh, have been approached at the county commissioner level as well as the city. And uh, they said, well, why don't you just go get the petition signed and we'll put it up in November. So we'll see what happens there. So they're we're out collecting their signature starting May 1st in Flathead County. And then Ravalli commissioners are uh, reviewing it as we speak also right now. So uh, the bottom line is you can opt in. You're going to opt out. You can opt out first and then opt back in. So as long as it's the majority of the citizens voting at a regular election cycle, they can do that.
1: Will it be something, Steve, that um, uh – um. That goes back and forth. Is there like a one time limit on this or um, say you get a county to opt out and then there's another ballot measure. We're going to opt back in and then uh, you redouble your efforts and then you opt out again. Uh, Is does the law allow for that Um, ongoing?
2: Well, the uh, the law currently allows for like safe Montana to go get a ballot initiative right now statewide and repeal out of recreational marijuana. Okay. So we could do that at any time. Right, okay. We could also go to the governor, the house and the Senate in the 2023 session and repeal it all together. The whole thing. We just need a majority in the house, majority in the Senate, and then let the governor let it go into effect. Okay. So then in house bill 701, they can go back and forth in the deal. You know, Dawson, I think will come to their census and get back out if given the correct facts. and, and that's, what's happening is that uh, all the hysteria and all this extra money that was coming in, uh, like on the current science here in Billings, uh, the, my opponents for this uh, next coming up election, they've got on their billboard it's $9.8 million in local tax revenue. Well, when you look into it, it actually all goes up to Helena if they ever hit those numbers, number one. That's all projected. And then number two is that last month the county got 54000 bucks. So fifty four thousand and ten million there's a big discrepancy there and did will the fifty four grand pay for the extra police officers the crime, the theft, the additional people in jail, the emergency room visits, the vet visits. And then, of course, car crashes and so forth that happen. And then there's damage to city property, county property and all that. So when you impact everything, that 54000 is a drop in the bucket compared to what we believe is what the total consequence to our society is.
1: Right. And the projected 9.8. I mean, that's uh, – again, there's been a lot of misinformation, I think, or I would say perhaps misleading Information regarding this, but you know some of those things that you're talking about as well, those are projections uh, you're projecting more drug use you're
2: projecting more car crashes uh, what are you basing that and then what have we seen? Uh, great point, Tom uh, so what I do is I go down to, to the uh, the studies that are in Denver because that's 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 our local similar Colorado Montana you know similar people but what's actually happened down there is that the emergency room has gotten run over the DUIs are extremely high compared to what they used to be. The average age guy like you and me uh, and other people in this room and and youngsters has doubled in the population usage of marijuana because you have all these pot shops. You know, what, what's their job is to sell marijuana or THC and get it out there in the community. So if we do, if we really want to double our problems that we got here, just go look at Denver because that's what's happened to them
1: the uh, and and what's your response to the opposition and we've had them on and they're they're welcome and they can call me I'm not sure that uh, I'm going to call out there but you're you're welcome to call and 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 respond um, or you know just talk about your support for recreational marijuana in Montana but as they say uh, those are all made up statistics or uh Denver's not a good example or uh, you're fudging the uh, fudging the the numbers on that uh, what's your response to that
2: well, uh, if you don't like Denver's numbers, just go to Seattle. It's the exact same thing. So uh, the only thing I've studied, you know, after over a decade of seeing every report, everything, hearing their arguments, anecdotal or actual, uh, so you really have to dig into the numbers. And, yeah. and when you and and there's only a couple places that keep all the numbers. And these Haida uh, reports are very accurate, and they show exactly what's actually happening. And the and almost every age bracket, I mean Teenagers, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, everybody's basically doubled. If you think about it, you know, you decriminalize something, then you make it legal. So you're telling everybody it's okay. And then on top of that, you have all these people that are pushing it on you. So your advertisements, every billboard, everything is all green in Detroit or go to Las Vegas or go there. You just change the society. So if you want more stoners, you, you know, you legalize it. If you want less stoners, you don't legalize it
1: what um, and we don't have a a ton of time to finish this conversation now but as i kind of started uh you know just admitting i'm a bit mixed about it uh, i'm mixed because i think there's a lot of people in society who have accepted this use i mean you look at the the numbers as well um is it because we're 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 not aw- maybe it's just because it's an addictive product too um Decriminalization. I think that's what I want to talk about. How how do you relieve the pressure in our jails? Where I think I've I've seen people who are arrested for possession of marijuana, but um, you know they've got a family. They're they're using the drug. I don't know. Maybe self medication, or maybe they're using it completely recreational. Whatever. But there's a lot of people. I mean, our our cultural and our morales have changed regarding marijuana. How do we address? that aspect and still not uh, open it up so that it's as dangerous as it can be
2: Hey, smart approaches to marijuana sam action that's john kennedy based foundation uh, state uh, countrywide they believe in decriminalization but they don't believe in encouraging it so that's really the secret we're gonna so,
1: yeah we're gonna come back then and unpack that a little more okay yeah. decriminalization and, and there's uh, lots more to talk about here, too, because as I you look at some of these numbers, uh, it, it passed in Montana, 57 to 43. This is um, I-190. Um, only uh, 82,000 votes. And of those, um, the 62% of the, those came from Gallatin and Missoula counties. Um, so we'll talk more about that as we peer in the numbers here on medical, um, pardon me, on marijuana. Busy is good.
0: I'm feeling stronger. I can work harder, longer. Since
2: I quit. When treating drug and alcohol addiction, it is a myth that you cannot quit tobacco as
3: well. In fact, those who quit tobacco during treatment are 25% more likely to stay sober. Decrease your risk of relapse while saving money and improving your health.
2: Quit tobacco now. I'm finally feeling better. Call the Montana Tobacco Quitline at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services.
1: Montana's AG Attorney General, Austin Knudsen, part of a successful challenge against Title 42. That's upcoming. And the latest uh, storm hit MDU, Montana Dakota Utilities, and their uh, customers are pretty hard. We'll talk about that here as Brian Bennett has headlines. I want to also remind you there are uh, this week, today and tomorrow, there are hearings on Capitol Hill, Hill regarding uh, meat processing. Uh, today in the Senate, tomorrow uh, in the House, Northern Ag Network. Um, We'll have more information on that. I think that's a huge issue, uh, not just in Montana, but across the the country. Um, Andy Schwab's going to report on that today in the noon market report. And a lot of our affiliate stations uh, will carry the Northern Ag Networks. Uh, So that's, um, that's news upcoming. Again, Brian Bennett here. Uh, in just a bit. We've got eight six 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 two seven five four eight three or seven eight one six two seven five four eight three. That latter one is the message as we're talking with Steve Zabawa here, spokesperson for uh wrong for Montana and, and founder of um it was uh Safe Montana years ago and um, again it's the uh, the opposition to recreational marijuana in the state i'm gonna give a, a, a little text message here and then we'll we'll talk about decriminalization and uh, i think this leads into it and thanks for it again it's 781-627-5483 let's please remember more of us voted to legalize recreational marijuana than any candidate received in the last election interesting statistic thanks ryan and great false um he's not wrong about that uh, the, there, there is culturally a, a movement for toward legalization of recreational marijuana. Um, you think it's too far and, and more into decriminalization. Go ahead and go into that, Steve, if you would, please.
2: Well, just uh, take a look at our society. There's been, uh, you know, about 10 states that actually legalized it. Now, they are Democrat states, and they're mainly on the coastlines uh, that have done that. And, uh, I've just gone to Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Detroit, and the smell on the streets, the tents on the streets, the syringes on the streets, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not a healthy lifestyle for good families. And that, that that's where my core business is, is safe Montana, right? Families say, you know, no to illegal drugs, you know, go out and drink water, go run around the block, uh, go climb a mountain, catch a fish, do, do healthy things, but don't, uh, don't do something to your body that the FDA says is a Schedule One illegal drug, right? So uh, that's that's the basic premise on the deal. And decriminalization
1: um, how how does that have, does that relieve the uh, the societal pressure that yeah, we're seeing? I,
2: I, th- I think the, the studies have shown that uh, through the court system, in particular, if you're fined a hundred bucks, and maybe next time it's two hundred and fifty bucks, and then the next time it's you, you have to go spend uh, you know two days uh, going through uh, an educational class. And then, then if they see you using the white stuff, which would be heroin, uh, fentanyl, any of the other things, or you're, you're addicted to THC, it's not marijuana. Marijuana is just the conduit that gets you the THC. That's really the illegal drug is THC. And and the problem in today's society, it's not 2 or 3% like when I had it when I was a high schooler. Uh, it's, it's and, you know, they grow it to 30% here in Montana right now. And then, and then, if you take a gummy bear or anything like that, you're you're at eighty to ninety percent THC content, and people don't realize that. And so, if it's a young kid or a an unsuspecting adult or a dog or a child that just happens to get a hold of this stuff, it sends them down to the emergency. That's why there's more emergency room deals so that they just really don't know what they're getting themselves into, and it's very very strong stuff. So, uh Stacy from the the DEA, she goes, you know, it's not marijuana. This is just like fentanyl, heroin. Uh, all the other white cocaine and meth and you got THC. So those are my problems in the society today. And any any and people one out of 10 people get addicted to marijuana and then out of those one out of 10, you're three three times more likely to start using the white stuff. So it is a gateway drug and it's been proven that. And it, it's best not to uh, have more problems on crime and theft and meth and cocaine and all the other things that come with this. Every time Stacey goes and busts somebody, it's uh, it's always got a lot of marijuana there along with the white stuff. It's just not the white stuff by itself. So you know that's that's the thing that a lot of people aren't putting connecting the dots. And by decriminalizing it and training people, hey, this is not a healthy way to go. And let's get the true facts out. Have they said the opposition said one good thing about marijuana that it's good for you? Not one. All they say is, okay, out Lots of money. And it's, 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 oh man, you can't tell me what to do in my life. Right. Those are the two arguments.
1: Let's take a call. Frank is listening in Evergreen and that's a uh, Kalispell area, or I should say KOFI uh, area, 1180 AM and 104.3 FM up on the flathead. And Frank, you're on the air here with Steve and, uh, and Tom on voices.
0: Uh, greetings. Hey, a uh, great show and a good topic. Thank you. I, I, I agree with your guess. Uh, it is so dangerous. These people on the road that are smoking it are in a different time zone. They're a, a warped reality, of, and uh, they're not paying attention to traffic safety and the environment. It's just—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a killer on the road. It is, you know, just like out of the doors movie or music. Right. It, it's, it's you can't trust. Anyone that
2: does this marijuana. Great point. Uh, To your point, uh, there was a uh, young girl here that got killed. So the person that was driving the vehicle was 18 miles over the speed limit on a 35 mile an hour area and uh, never put the brakes on and hit the side of a car and killed a young girl. And that was just recently here in Billings, Montana. It was very disturbing. And so when you, and he was double the DUI or the, what they they measure him in nanos or something as far as the THC content. But he was only 19 years of age, too. So, you know, from a, when you talk about they always say nobody gets killed by pot. You know, it's not true. Every day people are – their lives are disturbed, they, they move up to the white stuff. They have all sorts of issues. And it almost always goes drug-related, according to Police Chief St. John's here.
1: Hey, Frank, um, our – so you're you're not at all mixed about this. Um, you're, would would you favor decriminalization? Um, oh, or no. What would be your pr- just uh, flat out no to recreational marijuana?
0: Just cold turkey. Yeah. Uh, no, just ban it entirely. I. I it's just not safe for anybody.
1: I appreciate that, Frank, uh, and I appreciate you calling. Appreciate you listening. Uh, got a news break up coming here, so we'll come on back and. and uh, And discuss more about Frank's uh, comments there about, uh, well, as you brought up, uh, the case was it's very disturbing um, how how that can happen. Uh, And we're at 866-627-5483. Want to call in or give us a text at 781-627-5483. We're back with more of these headlines from Brian Bennett.
0: As Montana's number one industry, agriculture should be at the forefront as we lean into election season. Once again. Montana Farmers Union is hosting primary congressional debates to raise questions about what our congressional delegation is going to do for Montana's farming and ranching communities. Visit MontanaFarmersUnion.com to attend a debate near you or tune in for a live broadcast from ABC Fox or Northern Ag Network. We'll see you at the debates.
1: So uh, as 701 was laid out, and that's the House bill uh, that enacted the policy behind the ballot measure; it, it was it just had to be part of the process, um, allowing these counties to opt out, and that's the process now. As we're talking about here with Steve um, in studio, a couple of minutes left in this segment. We'll have more on the other side. Uh, and uh, again, joining us here, if you want, eight six 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 two seven five four eight three or seven eight one six two seven five four eight three. Appreciate those comments. Glenn Harper's listening in... Uh, sh- pardon me, Glenn. Uh, you shouldn't put the last name down here because I'll just read it right off. But Glenn listening in Great Falls on uh, Talk of the Town, KQDI. Uh, thanks. Your comments.
4: Good morning. Yeah, I just got a, a couple yep. of issues, I guess. I, one of them is, <clears throat> why are we always trying to legislate common sense? I mean, you can teach <laughs> kids taught at home Taught how dangerous it is and how bad it is, we'll avoid it, most of them. But the other thing is, I keep hearing from these people about, all oh, the emergency room travel treatments and people having to go to the emergency room. I'd like some specifics. What are they talking about? Is it like alcohol with alcohol poisoning? Is it like alcohol with drunk driving? Um, you know, alcohol to me seems to be a whole lot worse. But if we're going to, with marijuana legalized, it should be treated like alcohol, we should have a minimum age for use. We should have the same laws for DUIs. We should have all that. But we can't legislate common sense. We just can't
1: do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish. Well, well we try. Um, but, you know, we, we don't always uh, know better How than that person. How that out? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, a lot of failures on that trail. Um, Glenn, thanks for the call. Um, uh, you, you know, just some comments, uh, Steve, about... Um, we we've allowed alcohol in our society that is a drug um and there are there are great consequences with addiction to to alcohol but what what's the separation here um it, it if we if we uh, are going to disallow one um shouldn't we disallow them all if we're going to allow one shouldn't we allow them all i mean it's just it's an argument
2: well, it's a it's a it's a, a solid argument, and, and that's the debate. You know, that's the core piece of the debate, right? So, uh, my 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 number one thing is that you can have a glass of wine or a beer and still drive a vehicle. Uh, if you take a hard hit on a, a bong or anything that you're inhaling or doing or taking as far as marijuana, you're stoned. You cannot drive that vehicle. You know, so a big difference there. So, I, I think that's number one. And then, then the bigger problem is you got all the uh, youngsters that are smoking and under age 25. It definitely has a, a heart issue on their brain, which would be, that's why you get the stoner syndrome, where you can't talk and you're just kind of, uh, you're not there. So got a lot of, and on the going to, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll take a break and come on back with more. Steve Zabawa is with us here, 866-627-5483, Voices of Montana.
3: Voices of Montana continues right after this.
1: we've got a lot of calls to roll through here and some, some text messages. And uh, I'm just going to give a quick test. Uh, and this is, um, this is true. The Gibson Flats fire at Great Falls was started by, well, this is from the, the, the messenger, potheads lighting fireworks. That's been reported on. And that's another instance. Uh, 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 of course, and uh, these were not legal marijuana um, recreational smokers. They were underage at that point.
2: Well, just there's so many different consequences when you actually go down and talk to your police chief in whatever county you're in. Just go, just go talk to them and they'll, they'll give you the crime and the safety report. But almost all their theft and crime come from drugs
1: want to talk about uh, the big money in here because that's an important part of this. But i got to get some calls uh, here. Pat, thanks for calling, listening along in Helena on KCAP. Uh, love the folks up there. How you doing? And thanks for being I'm here. I'm
3: doing good. How are you? Hanging in. Oh, good. Well, I just had a couple of things here. Um, Montana, I think, is creating a second generation of users. And that's number one. And I think your guest has um, mentioned that a little bit. And the state has not set up – they never set up ahead of time a way to determine what might be added to the product, the additives, or what has been done to change the genetics so that you get more power out of it, whatever it is in there. And my argument against it with people who defend it and are using it is that it lifts you up temporarily, but when you come down, the problem you should have solved – is still facing you, so that's
1: about it. Thanks. Th- thank you, Pat. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's true. For no matter
2: what escapism uh, you you use. Yeah, great, great uh, point you make there. Uh, we brought it up, Safe Montana. Brought it up, a, a potency. We wanted fifteen percent or less potency as far as the THC level, and uh, the state legislators uh, had uh, deaf ears, and, and that was too bad because we could have started out at a nice lower number. 10%, 15%. But now we have 85% THC content and that is just off the chart, you know, as far as uh, the, the potency
1: for, for um, that, that's for edibles mostly, right? Uh,
2: that, that's for right. edibles. It's 30% for the the deal. The, the bottom line is, is that, you know, you do not want uh, that THC content is what is the federal illegal schedule one drug. And there's a reason for that. It really affects a lot of different people, different ways. And it, it really is addictive. The, line. um, uh,
1: but, okay, more phone calls here, and I, I will save time to talk about big money. Or maybe maybe it'll come up. Uh, let's see. I think it's uh, John listening in Clancy. Again, that's KCAP. John, thanks. You're on the air with Steve Zabawa here on Voices.
5: Good morning. Hey, the middle school in East Helena, I've got a great grandson that goes there, and I asked him why he wasn't hanging out with his friends anymore. He had two or three real close friends, and he says they're 12, 13 years old. He says all they want to do is smoke pot. Wow! Yeah, what? in the middle school, and he's telling them. And what? I worked. I worked with the DEA years ago in Detroit, and, uh, and then not too long ago, I was called back down after nine one one to work down in Florida, same reason. And uh, do you know how Hitler got all of his people to do what he wanted? Now he got so many people to follow him.
1: Uh, well, he's very he
5: persuasive. Furnished them, he furnished them with meth. Furnished them with meth and marijuana. I've got a good friend that they came to his farm over in in in, uh, Germany, and they they got him for the Hitler Youth Corps. Uh, He just passed away at ninety five, but he told me the same thing. He says you're headed for the same. You're heading the same direction, John. He says it's all about control, and he says once they get once they uh, build up the the limits, he said they'll they'll have it. You'll vote any way they want you to vote. You'll do anything they want you to do, and this is all part of the whole plan. And I believe him because I've seen it happen. And also, um, my partner got shot. He's standing three feet from me. We were making a bust in Detroit back in the 60s, and uh, a pothead shot him. He was so damn high, he didn't even know what city was, he was in. And he, it was just marijuana. But he was so high, he, he just, uh, when, when the guys went up to bust the door in, he shot through the window and shot my partner right through the chest with a .30-06. Huh. He was on marijuana.
1: John, thank that you. F-
5: when at the old rake.
1: Thank you for that John. Thank you for your service in the DEA as well and for calling and I mean you're you're a frontline guy and um, do those do those messages they I don't know that they resonate um, all the way down the line uh, some of the dangers he's talking about.
2: Yeah John, uh, I think you uh, you're, you're un, un, you know you're telling the truth is the bottom line and uh, you should start, start a safe Montana chapter up in Helena. We've got one in Cascade, we got one in Flathead, we got one in Granite and a bunch of other counties that are in the process of opting out of this craziness. We need to have less pot shops and uh, more treatment centers to uh, take care of our our people here.
1: John, thank you for that. Lewis and Clark County, by the way, uh, passed it 60 to 39. So there'd be some some work to do there. Um, Casey, stand by. I want to get to big money here because uh, uh, that's a part of this whole discussion that needs to come forward as to who really wants uh, recreational marijuana sold over the counter in Montana.
2: Well, the, the the bottom line is is that if people are given the straight facts on on the situation, I believe the majority of Montanans do not want anything to do with it. So they have families, they have careers, they have businesses. They 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 want straight, safe streets. They don't want twelve year olds smoking it. And uh, what we're, we're doing is we're g by record doing recreational marijuana. We're encouraging bad behavior. There hasn't been one thing good said that it's good for you. It's 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 just the opposite. Oh, we get all this tax revenue. And when you finally get to the bottom of it, it's not there. It goes all to drug treatment.
1: Where What is this big money, though? I mean, uh, and I know it came out during uh, this ballot issue uh, the folks that were funding up to the up to five million dollars, oh. I think,
2: um, yeah, it was actually uh, eight million dollars was total. funded for the other side. Five million from the North Fund out of Washington, D.C., which is a uh, a progressive fund that's trying to stone people, you know, bottom line. And then the other one was uh, three million dollars from uh, another group that uh, basically will profit from selling marijuana in Montana. Big, you, big alcohol and big uh, tobacco.
1: And there was an Emerson College poll. Um, that, that is up uh, on, on the website. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, the one that you... SafeMontana.com. Yeah, SafeMontana.com. Safe safe yeah. 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 safe Thank you. Um, over 25% of those who voted in favor of legalization in Montana now said they would change that yay to a nay if they had known about the out-of-state dark money that was funding these uh this campaign yeah
2: we tried to get that word out the commissioner commissioner tried to get the word out but he was stymied by a bunch of lawyers right before the actual vote happened so people if they were given those facts 28 percent of them would have changed their vote from yes to to no the other big one was like 18 percent would change their mind if they knew the vets were not going to get the amount of money that they they, they, they are getting Okay, so when they overpromise, underdelivered like they always do, think about the uh, look at our schools. We're still got old schools here in Billings. Right. And that casino money was supposed to build all brand new schools. Right. That never happened. Never happened in Denver either. So they they always say you're going to get all this money. But bottom line, all they want to do is stone your family. They don't care about the consequences to your family. They just want the three hundred dollars a week habit you know, to go through their revenue pockets. Casey listening
1: in Great Falls, KQDI. Thanks. Uh, you're on the air here with Steve Zabawa on Voices.
0: Yeah. I want to make a couple of uh, quick points. One of them has to do with uh, Timothy Miller, who was one of the fathers of this movement. Uh, he said to turn, turn on, tune in, and drop out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we don't need that in our country. We don't need it on our city, in our city, county, state, even the country. Uh, the what what a message. Mention, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the way you're trending. But I was going to say, I was in Vietnam, and uh, one of the first things I noticed when I went over there was this was a, and this was a uh, proven tactic of the enemy to flood the market, flood the zone, the war zone, with cheap, plentiful, potent drugs, it included marijuana. But it also went up to or heroin. And uh, it is a gateway drug. I remember the place where I used to stay in the barracks. It was so high uh, with the the fumes that you could you could get high just secondhand. (laughs) And it was it it just it kills the initiative to fight to to do anything. It's hard to get out of bed. Uh, So anyway, that's the other thing. Real briefly is look at our politicians. Uh, look at, uh, I, I blame the, hip, the hippies for a lot of heart troubles. And a lot of it had to do with drug related uh, intoxication. So that's that's my uh, my
1: statement. Hey, Casey, I appreciate that. And thank you for your service too. Uh, let's take a call quickly from Tammy uh, listening uh, prior. So that's uh, out of Billings, the KGHL, 790 AM or 94.7. Good morning, Tammy. Thank you for being here.
3: Hey, it's good to hear that you guys are really doing a great job on the show. And You have some very, very truthful comments here, and, you know, I've seen such a decline even in my own community because of drugs, and when anything gets stolen, you see it on Facebook, and it's like, oh, it went to prior, it went to prior, you know, and and it's really sad what's happened because of marijuana in our community and what it's done, but also the fact of the neglect and the poverty. And the fact that our children are suffering so badly out there from just the inability to be able to be safe, be fed, um, have communication that's healthy, um, have a place to find refuge, like, you know, like what we have in Billings, like a YMCA. We don't even have a store out there anymore. And all of this is related to drugs. Now, I know a lot of people in my community are going to be like, Kathy, I hate you for saying this. But you know what? It's true. And we've got to stand up to the fact that our society is more important than money. And when you have somebody on our city council that says, well, let's get $3.9 million and let's see how it's going to work, you know, for our community, it hasn't. And it's not. And we've got outsiders here that are violent. He goes, we have got. We have got criminal activity that's just insane. And all you have to do is just get on Netflix, look at some documentaries of what's even happened in California, which they call Murder Mountains, and Colorado. And it's a dead horse, and it's stupid. Um, it's really stupid when we put money ahead of our families. And we have rights, too. We have rights to say, no, we do not want this.
1: Tammy, uh, thank you, and I appreciate that. And, and you're right. It does take a certain amount of courage to, to come on and say that, Um Uh, And and I wanted to ask about, you know, what's the reception of this um, on the reservations? Uh, But before I run out of time, Steve, a quick comment.
2: Well, uh, go up to safemontana.com and learn all those things that you said, all that information's there. The number one thing that we really need to do if we want to stand up in our community is vote for overturning recreational marijuana activities in Yellowstone County. And and you want to vote for prohibiting uh, recreational activities in Granite County coming up here on June 7th. The bottom line is all your different people in the communities can start a safe community, safe Montana community and, and chapter, and they can opt out of your county if you are involved in it right now. So uh, I'm, we're here to help, and for all those good reasons that you just mentioned, uh, we we got to wake up. We're selling our families out for whatever this tax money is, and 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 the funny thing is, it all goes to drug treatment to Greg G and heart program. I mean, that's the that's the biggest joke on the deal, and uh, we got to stop it. We can't just let's have good education, smart laws, and let's get out of this recreational mess.
1: Yeah, the recreational the medical marijuana serves um, a, a different purpose, I think, and and that's. Uh, That's been more broadly accepted um, in a lot of ways. And that was part of Tammy's uh, comment, too. Uh, Tammy, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Got to take a break, and we'll come on back. Nicely done, beef. You flourish where crops would fail. Cattle eat plants that we can't and turn those
0: nutrients into easily digestible, high-quality protein. Cattle ranchers are producing more high-quality beef than ever before, and they're doing it more sustainably than ever before. Beef—it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by Montana beef producers and Checkoff dollars.
1: I just won't have time to get all the comments and calls in here. I appreciate you lighting up the phones uh, regarding this, and, and I know it's important to us in a lot of ways. Here is a text message, and I appreciate this too because you know, as Tammy had said, the prior caller. There's there's a lot of hard truths that we have to face about drug use um you know on an individual basis which relates to those hard truths we have to face on a on a collective on a societal basis here but would you rather have you or your loved ones buy marijuana from a professional dealer or from a sketch black market dealer who would also who would and could also convince you or your loved ones um uh, to take hard drugs too so i mean that that's that's a fair
2: argument
1: uh but you you would you would counter that
2: uh Lots of different ways to counter it. Bottom line, uh, illegal, federally illegal drugs, or just drugs and THC—all these different things are not good for you. And, and you, you really have to look at your family and just say, "What do you want your grandkids to grow up like?" I got twelve of them now, and you know, I got seven kids. And you know, I don't want them touching this stuff. And uh, I'd rather have them drink water and do all good, healthy things, and, and help the family and, and, and raise good families. And that's what they're doing. My kids are. So I'm very blessed.
1: Well, um, thanks for that comment. I appreciate that, too, and, and um, uh, uh, I totally get it. I, I, I kind of want to play off a little bit in the little time that I have here. Uh, Pat, uh, it is highly regulated. Those additives on the state level um, and, and the monitoring of THC, that's done in a lab, um, and it's pretty controlled on that on that state level. Um, just wanted to uh, go through that. Steve, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the work you're doing.
2: Tom, thank you very much for having me. This has been a pure pleasure, and thanks. You've you got great voices out there. That's, I, I love their comments today.
1: We'll see you guys tomorrow.